0: Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. Um, The hosts of Athletic Training Chat have switched up a little bit, and so in this episode we are introducing Greg Winkleman, who is currently finishing up year one of his graduate program at UW-Lacrosse. We are adding him to the hosting realm, as Greg has done so much already in his short time in the athletic training profession, and really going to be able to make a big splash as he moves on. Um, in the career and in the profession, and we're looking forward to seeing what Greg brings to the table, some unique insight, and also hopefully a lot more interviews. As always, we are powered by Mueller Sports Medicine. We've had a couple really good episodes with them lately. If you haven't listened to John Kayer's episode, who is a president of Mueller, it's really interesting and in just his approach to business and kind of life in general and how athletics and everything else around athletic training ties into that, highly worth listening to. Also, check out Richard Davis's Recoil, the duct tape of athletic training video, on our YouTube channel, or just get to athletictrainchat.com and check that out highly useful tape, well worth the watch. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. Uh, we have some news, I guess would be the best way to say it. We're adding another host to the mix. Um, one of our other ones got really, really busy with PT school, as understandable. Uh, so we're bringing another one on board. Uh, so we'd like to introduce Greg Winkleman, who is rounding out or so the first year of his graduate um, athletic training program at UWL. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing where things go with Greg, not only in this context, but ultimately in his career. Uh, But we also got to know Greg from his time as what we have decided to call Eagle Aids, which depending on where you are in the world, that could have multiple different versions, uh, sports medicine assistant, um, minion, you know, whatever it may be. So, um, no, with that, uh, we want to introduce Greg and have Greg give a little bit of background and then we're going to grill him with our typical five questions. So, How'd you get here?
1: Um, All right. So I grew up about an hour and a half away from lacrosse. Kind of just knew I wanted to come here for exercise science. Um, Didn't really have too many plans after that. I was thinking PT school for probably the first two years of undergrad here and really just kind of fell out of – I got into a funk and kind of lost my passion for PT. Um, Just had some bad job shadow um, opportunities and things that just kind of pointed me in the wrong direction. So after about a year of being an exercise science major with really no end goal, I kind of stumbled upon athletic training and realized that I could basically do the stuff that I liked about PT in an athletic setting, which I love, and then um, kind of just incorporating all that stuff together into one. And I I also really like the emergency setting. I just okay. couldn't see myself being a paramedic or anything, you know, over the top, um, stuff like that. So I figured it was just a really good mix of kind of the things that I like, things that I'm good at. Um, give me a chance to network with people, talk to people, because um, those are kind of ultimately the things that I like to do. So, Did you have an athletic trainer in high school? So I I graduated with 79 kids in my class so probably not very small school we had coverage i think once a week okay from a hospital that was about a half hour away okay so it was you know here's your here's your tape for three kids and then he leaves and goes to another school so i guess um in a full context i never really had exposure to an actual athletic training setting where you know you kind of get uptight personal right. get to know your athletes right. and stuff like that so that was um maybe another reason why i didn't stumble upon athletic training right away because i didn't really know what one was until you know two three years ago and it was like oh that's actually sounds like something i could see myself doing for a very long time
0: the the stories on how people get there are always really interesting to me just some you know they had it they were the most wonderful person in high school and that's why they got into it and those are always good ones, but yeah, for people that didn't have access, it's always curious as how they got to that position. Mm-hmm. um so we did mention um you're in the master's program. this is the first year of it at u w l um, you were around and you have been around um, the undergrad program, obviously we're still finishing up with our seniors now. Um, but you were also around for a semester,
1: a little over a semester last year. Yeah, I think it's a little over a semester.
0: So you got um, to see it a little bit more in action when there was two classes. Um A, how are things going? How have you felt like the grad school vibe has been and then just kinda of what you've seen from the
1: undergrad, what you know, what are some differences? Sure. So I guess starting with um just how things are going. Uh it's it's all right. Um I really enjoy my days just because everything is solely based on athletic training. Um, I definitely don't miss gen eds and <laughs> all your appreciation classes and stuff like that. Um, so as far as like classwork goes, I really like that. Um, so far, it's been a little bit of a struggle just getting into a groove because you switch from sport to sport. And then all of a sudden, your normal two-hour break that you used to turns into a, a six-hour break or having no break. You're right, and it's it's been kind of hard to get into a routine, but um, other than that, like I've really, really enjoyed it. We have a really good program here. Um all the preceptors are really helpful. They're always kind of willing to teach you kind of those extra things that you might not get in class. And I think that's been kind of the biggest help to me is um, just having them available at all times to to kind of get some extra stuff out of the way. And I know my past preceptor, Um, That was one of the things that we talked about a lot in like my exit interview was Mm -hmm. really utilizing that three to four hour time of practice where, yeah, you have your pre-treats for, you know, hour, hour and a half, post-treats, half hour. But what you do in that two, two, three hour span is, um, you know, it could be very beneficial or it could be kind of uh, more of a waste of time. So um, I think lacrosse is a great school for kind of getting those extra experiences and really talking through things so that you can kind of fully understand them. Because you can only cover so much in, you know, three semesters of class and then your clinical and everything. So um, I think that that ultimately is really one of the strong points here with the the new master's program Um, because I definitely feel like a guinea pig in our class. uh, We've had a lot of um, things that we've switched up kind of halfway through because they weren't working or things that the next class is going to do differently, and, you know, all that's definitely okay and understandable. But um, I think what's kind of pulled that together is – Uh, The preceptors just being willing to kind of take on some of that slack from switching gears and um, really kind of teaching us the ins and outs of stuff that we don't get in the classroom. Right. Um,
0: Then next year, I think I've got this understanding. You'll be basically eight and eight, eight weeks class, kind of finishing up all the academic stuff um, for each semester, and then an eight week full immersive. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's that sounds fall, I think. Yep. So you you know, you you'll get a routine whether sure. whether you want it or not. It's it's coming. Uh, what are you looking to do? Like, what do you what do you think do you want to experience in the true true life of an athletic
1: trainer on the day to day? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately, I've been. I think every week I kind of change my, yeah. oh, th- this would be really cool. This would be really cool. Right. Um, but the few that have kind of stuck around for a little while, um, I've heard very mixed things about it, but I would like to see the Division One level, yep. even if it's just for, you know, a year or two. Um, and then I got the privilege of taking a private tour at the Olympic Training Center. Oh, nice. And just kind of talked my way into it. Uh, email got to the right person or whatever. So um got out there for a day, and it was – it, I mean, I had high expectations, and it just shattered them. Hmm. I mean, brand-new MRI machine right next to the treatment facility, hospital across the parking lot. Um, so you basically have any resource you'd ever need right there, never have to ultimately leave You know the, the right. block that you're in. And then just the state-of-the-art equipment, everything's brand new. Um, I, I think that would maybe be something that I'd like to, to kind of at least try out again for... You know whether that's a short period of time or a long period of time, but
0: they're always looking for volunteers, which I'm pretty sure yeah. you have to do to get into the mix. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, they they definitely do. Um, I even I went uh, during NADA, which was kind of a mistake on my part, but it was also the only vacation time that I could really get gotcha. out to get out to Colorado in. Um, so I think there were three or four full-time ATCs there, but there's usually ten or eleven or something. Gotcha. So I got to speak with them. And then um, spoke with a few volunteers that were there for the day. I think gymnastics had practice and wrestling had practice. So they had volunteers with the um, full-times there at even just the practice. So um, it kind of shows that they do have a lot of opportunities, even though, you know, it might not seem like that. But um, that was really cool. D1, I think, would just be cool to experience. I know there's uh, maybe a little bit more politics, I guess you could say. Uh, with the mix of scholarships and each place
0: has got its own thing. Yeah. So um,
1: just to experience that. Otherwise, I really, you know, I just kind of want to see where it takes me. Um, I've really liked the D three setting. I like um, kind of these academic program settings where you have a lot of help from your students, mm-hmm. but you also have to, you know, make sure that they're doing the right things. So, right. Um, I think that would that would be cool to kind of be a, a preceptor or uh, even a teacher in the future for a program here or there. But, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't really have a set set angle. I'm kind of just taking it as it comes. And, you know, each day has been kind of a new thing, even just in the education program. So uh, I think that that's going to continue for quite a while where you, you see new stuff and just take it as it comes. So, there you
0: go. Uh, one more before we get into the AT Chat question, the AT Chat 5. Why join a podcast and... <laughs> Okay, it's like a three-part question. A, why join a podcast? B, what are you hoping to get out of doing this? And then C, what are some ones that you listen to? Because okay. I've already got a list of like 30, but I'm always looking to add some other ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, okay, so why get into a podcast? Um, I guess I've always been kind of a podcast person. Okay. Um, not so much uh, in like a professional... Uh, setting or anything i kind of listen to like the funny ones and uh, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I got those too for sure and um you know it's just something to play in the background when i'm sick of hearing the same 20 songs that i seem to play or whatever
0: yeah so on the drive 15 minute drive to work plenty of time to get through some stuff
1: yeah for sure um so i guess i've since i've always been interested in it i i figured i seem to ask decent questions. Um, I've, my preceptors have kind of told me that. And okay. um, I just, I kind of like coming up with questions and just talking to people, really. I mean, I'm not afraid to, to ask questions. And you know it might be a stupid question, but I'm right. going to you know, find out the answer from the, the direct source. So right. um, I guess that's, that's ultimately why. Um, you know, Obviously, I, I, kinda, I like the way that you and Austin think about things in a clinical setting um, sense just really focusing on breaking down movement and coming up with more of a movement diagnosis for things. So um, just the fact that I kind of got to do this with you guys and ask questions to to great people that might not have, you know, a platform to speak, um, just seemed like a really great idea and a great opportunity. Sounds good. Um, second part of the question. Hoping to accomplish with it. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Fair. Um, I I really just want to network with some some great people, and, you know, it, it'd be nice to do podcasts with people that I already know and um, maybe some more UW lacrosse faculty that haven't gotten the chance yet to do a, a ATC chat podcast, but also just reaching out to p- people that I don't know and saying, you know, I, I read some of your research articles and really Absolutely. like the, like the way you think, so would you like to do this podcast? Or, you know, hey, you um you know you're a trainer for a very successful collegiate team What you know what can you kind of provide us with our our podcast so yeah i'm um, just kind of balancing that out and you know just trying to reach out to as many people as possible that would be interesting for you know more than just me as an audience so
0: agreed yeah. and then what ones do you listen to it doesn't uh, have to be at related
1: what other podcasts? oh yeah uh, I will say I like Joe Rogan's podcast Just because it's Joe Rogan He's um, an interesting character he, Everything he says is either funny Or just really really like Hard oh, to wrap your mind around Otherwise I do listen to Clinically Pressed <laughs> um, Not to no, suck up good. to you at all or anything. I, I think it's a good one
0: No I was laughing because I've fallen so far behind From that one <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah it's been
1: a while since I've listened to one Yeah, I know. That would, would kind of coincide
0: That's my fault
1: Um Let's see, I do like the, um, I'm having a mind blank on the the Milwaukee guys.
0: Candid ATC. Candid A T. that might yep.
1: be one of my favorite um, podcasts just because I usually throw them on for background of studying or doing homework and stuff, yep. and I can get a little bit of athletic training stuff out of it, and I can, you know, they're pretty funny and yep. back. so yep. um, that would definitely they be got a good.
0: They got a good niche, I, I agree.
1: For sure. They're hilarious individuals. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, it's it's kind of been a while since I've really listened to anything but those. Um, I would say Candid Athletic Training okay. is probably the main one. Um, obviously, I listen to these every time they're posted. But um, yeah, that's about it, really.
0: Sounds good. Ready for the AT Chat 5? I guess, yeah. I'm going to try and make that like an official thing. <laughs> um, where do you, just getting fresh into the profession... Um, in the education side right now see the cfl training going in the next five to ten years
1: hmm five to ten years um i would say we're hopefully as just a whole collective group gonna be just a little sharper a little better at catching things right away um i know that the master's programs that are getting instilled are are really the same classes um, covered in the undergrad, but just the fact that you cover them in such a quick pace, um, I feel like you kind of grab everything more, you're not just, um, you know, memorizing this because you have three other non-related classes coming up, and um, you're really grasping stuff, and, um, you know, if you're getting your master's in it, you're, you know, you want to do that for your life, you know, it's not... You know an undergraduate program to get into pa school or get into pt school so i think people are just going to be a little more focused during the schooling part and that's i think hopefully going to lead to um, kind of catching more concussive like symptoms and um, you know ref- maybe less referrals because of catching certain things or, or even more referrals um, for that matter but i i guess it's hard for me to say now just from only being know in school for the year so i think um a lot of the massive programs are are geared toward research too so i think we'll maybe have um, a little bit more beneficial research in the the near future here just from the people that want to take that route and kind of dive into the research rather than do more of the clinical hands-on stuff but um, i think there's definitely room for both we you know we could always use new research we could always use more Uh, hands-on clinicians out there so um, i think you know as long as we we all just keep growing and um, obviously you need your ceus each year and stuff like that but the people that are willing to kind of learn more and more as they go is just you know great for the profession in my opinion i mean um it's just one of those things that you got to just keep keep pushing forward um i know you talk a lot about being stagnant and how you um you can't really stand not working on something or getting something accomplished and i think that's just a really good quality to have blessing on a a curse Um, but to have that quality in a healthcare profession is just um, i think really really beneficial because it's just constantly evolving there's a lot of kind of gray area where you need that um, kind of those fresh ideas and that that new research that's coming out so um, I think, you know, the next 5 to 10 years, as long as people are still doing that, we're going to be in a good spot.
0: I like it. Um, I'm going to change this one a little bit since you're not really – you are a young athletic trainer, <laughs> so it's hard to give yourself um, advice. But what would advice would you, do you maybe give someone now that's an undergrad thinking about becoming going into athletic training in a master's program What advice would you give them?
1: I would say, I would definitely say a few things. One, I've kind of noticed that some of our Eagle Aids think that this program is more of a plan B to not get into PT school. Yeah, we try and weed that out. And I know that we try to weed it out, but having that mentality just through undergrad is just horrible for i mean your thought process here Mm -hmm. because yeah i I would agree that this isn't maybe as intense as a a three-year dpt program but we are busy you know sometimes up to to 14 15 hours a day doing athletic training based things where you have your schooling you have your clinical you have all your studying to do stuff like that and it's definitely not um so much like an easier option and i know that yeah your gpa might be just a little lower than our phenomenal dpt program right here, but that should not um kind of play a role into why you choose to become a athletic trainer because um, i think you know if you're getting your master's in something you want to do that for you want to incorporate that into your work for the rest of your life right and if you're not willing to be a full-time athletic trainer um, or do, you know, the research on the side, stuff like that. It's, you know, maybe look somewhere else. But I also don't want to kind of deter people from obviously coming here either. But Yep, I'm with you. Um, that was just kind of one of the things that has been kind of irking me a little bit just through the Eagle Aid program. Um, but otherwise, I would say just get involved with as much as you can. I know we have great opportunity here with the Eagle Aid program. You can come out, um, observe. For up to what ten 15, ten hours a week, we look like for that.
0: ten hours, yeah, give or take
1: um but just seeing what goes on is is really um, a huge step ahead of people that don't know what goes on in here, you know, um, we kind of see Eagle aid's first couple days it's you know wide eyed standing in the corner, i don't know what to do, and it's just a, a really good experience to kind of get some of your hands on you know you might just be tying ice bags or filling water bottles, but you kind of feel like you're part of the the medical team and And it all matters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, so I think if you can get in here for that, um, that's, that's another great thing, but otherwise just uh, volunteering. Um, You never really know what direction you're, you're going to take with schooling wise. Um, You know, I switched up kind of late. It didn't matter with my undergrad degree necessarily, but um, I think what made my resume strong was um, just volunteering with as many things as possible. I put in time at the public library. I put in um, a bunch of time with the YMCA, um, the Live Strong program at the YMCA, which you know it's it's exercise based, it's learning based. Um, so it kind of it does relate to your application in a way. So if you can just you know pound out hours wherever you can, really, there you know nobody's going to turn you down to volunteer. Right. right. So. Um, you know, if, if you have free time, I think volunteering is a great way to just, you know, really get your resume on point. And then you, you're just doing something good for whether it's the community or a club or, you know, here you're, you're volunteering for our medical medical team and sports teams, too. I mean, you're, you're a part of the success. So yep. um, it's just nice to be a part of something while you're also doing something for yourself at the same time. Well said. Um, what has been one of the most influential resources you've come across so far? Influential resources. Um, that's a good question. I would say, uh, even Austin, Austin Fitzpatrick, um, the other student host on this, he was a big head Austin. Uh, yeah, I know he'll shout out to Austin. I know he'll like that, but, um, so he was in his second year rotation here with football. And that was my very first clinical rotation here. Um, I didn't know what I was doing for the first, you know, three, four weeks of that. So he, uh, he really helped me just kind of ease into things. Um, let me help him with a lot of his rehab and, um, kind of just any chance he got, he was really teaching me, um, kind of basics to movement and just really putting kind of his performance-based undergrad degree, Mm -hmm. um, kind of to the test and really teaching me a lot of those things which um, was good review for me if I had learned it and a really good learning experience for things that I hadn't learned yet so um, he was definitely a big resource I would say um, my first two rotations with you and Corey were awesome because I know your big thing is um, letting us kind of dictate what we want to do with somebody but explaining why Mm -hmm. and if you can explain why and it makes sense go ahead and do it and i think that's a really good way to learn because you never really know um you know you could be watching someone and it's like oh they have this injury i'm gonna i'm gonna do that next time with that injury well why why were they doing that in the first place for that person and um, i think it's easy to get stuck into that groove right away before you really you know we didn't know what STEM did we didn't know what ultrasound did we didn't you know there's a lot of things that right away you're like, I I kind of know what you'd use it for, but at the same time I'm just gonna do it because I saw someone else doing it, and um, I think that avoiding that is um, really a good thing and a great way to learn. So um, I know that that's kind of how you ran football, and that was really beneficial. Just so um, it kind of makes you put the pieces together, so that you're not just um, branching off and doing you know the, the little things when right. you could put it all together and create a better um, kind of movement diagnosis and stuff like that. Otherwise, uh, Corey, Corey Wentzel, I know he's done a couple of these chats on here. Um, He covers women's basketball at lacrosse and he was just a phenomenal preceptor. Um, So we would do pre-trades down here. You'd run your plan with the athlete through and it was okay. Let me know how it goes. And Um, As long as we were, you know, within the lines and could explain things, kind of like football, it was um, just a really good experience to be that autonomous, kind of that early. And I think I had cleared ankle, knee, elbow, wrist. So I had some shin splints and um, a couple of knee things, stuff like that, that I had been kind of fully cleared to work on. And it was cool just being kind of the sole person involved in the process. And I think that just Corey's oversight was awesome. He's really good with the diagnostic ultrasound tool. Yep. And we don't get a whole lot of imaging um, kind of introduction. So he did a lot of just teaching periods where we'd sit here for 20 minutes and, you know, let's look at your Achilles and your patellar tendon and stuff like that. And I think that was super beneficial too, just to see him do the stuff that he's really good at. Um, But the thing that I – absolutely loved about having Corey was we'd go up to practice do our notes at the beginning of practice so they were done right away and then the entire time after that was conversations about how to treat a certain injury what you would do in this circumstance Um, one of the other seniors had a boc prep book so we would put our input in on every question Mm -hmm. and there was never just a stale moment of not learning or doing something athletic training related those indoor chord sports can be really nice for that. <laughs> um, so that was just really, really beneficial to me. Um, it kind of just pushed me to bring more questions and bring more things to work on, and um, in order to get questions ready, you know, I was I was reading more articles than I really yep. ever have, and reading more, you know, extra textbook readings and stuff like that. So I think that just kind of opened my eyes to how hard you can actually work and um, try to. Get ahead when you're, you know, in a very fast learning environment like this. So. Absolutely.
0: If you could change or eliminate one thing, uh, could be a modality, a common practice, or a mindset in the field of athletic training. What would it be?
1: Oh man, eliminate one thing. I would say. Or change. You wouldn't have to. Or change.
0: It. Yeah. We won't go as hardcore.
1: <laughs> um. So. I know a few people that I work closely with and or have in class would kind of disagree, but I think um, changing the way that people really um, go about modalities, I think especially when you're kind of starting out and young, you want to kind of use a modality for everything Mm -hmm. when um, rehab and rest might really be kind of your best options or, you know, Insert whatever treatment here, but <laughs> I think um, if we could change something, it would just be cutting back on some of the modality use because you really don't need to ultrasound every injury for you know superficial heat or um, you know use a lot of the tools that we have. I know a lot of people are like, oh, let's throw everything we can at them. Well, let's just see what works and what doesn't work before we time and place know, start throwing everything at them so i think um just kind of taking a step back relaxing and figuring out what works for that specific person because you know everyone's going to kind of be different with how they react to things so you know not getting in a routine of oh we need to ultrasound this we need to diathermy this right away it's like well let's you know see how today goes and then change our treatment plan for tomorrow and stuff like that so um i'd say maybe that would be probably the change that i would
0: okay i like it well, almost the last one. Um, what will being an athletic trainer mean to you, since you are but you aren't?
1: Yeah, yeah. Officially? Um, no, I, I got gotcha. you. Um, I mean, it would really mean everything to me. That's, um, that's kind of been the goal ever since I stumbled upon it a couple of years ago. And the more and more I look into just you know the daily approach to athletic training and the the many different settings and stuff like that it's um you're just constantly growing constantly um almost forced to to keep learning which i think is awesome there's not you know there's not a whole lot of other professions outside healthcare where you have to just constantly keep yourself updated with what's working what's new what you you know new procedures that you have to do um stuff like that so i think just being a part of that is going to be really good for me because I also hate just being stagnant and not mm-hmm. um, kind of learning new skills, new things. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Otherwise, I just, um, I really like the responsibility of having, you know, to take care of emergencies, take care of injuries. Um, I don't really mind paperwork, stuff like that. So really all these aspects right. put together in one, it's I, I don't really have a negative thought about it. So right. um, that's kind of how I know that I, I'm really going to enjoy working as an athletic trainer in the future.
0: Last one. Uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, where could they best get a hold of you? Obviously, if you go through the website or our Twitter, we'll get a hold of Greg for you. But.
1: Yeah, um, I do respond to kind of my, my school email, which I think will be on here. Um, yep, we can add that. Otherwise, um, I mean, I don't really care if they have my phone number. I don't know if you want nah, to add you that can or not.
0: throw that out there right now. But
1: I'd say email is probably best. Um, I'm pretty much always in Mitchell Hall somewhere. Whether that's, if you're on campus yep. here, you can come find find Greg. You can yeah catch me at Mitchell Hall, um, usually in the athletic training room, the kind of study right next door, or um, upstairs in the staff strength center. Uh, I teach a class Monday, Wednesday nights if you have any questions um, from 8 to 9. So I'll also be kind of up in the hallway up there by the staff training center across from the gyms. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean – If you have any questions or anything, i definitely respond to your email, hopefully pretty fast, and uh, can get the ball rolling on anything. Perfect. Well, welcome aboard, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you very much.